Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Comic Kaiser Show. It's great to have you here, and it's great to have yet another fantastic guest with us here today. Uh, our guest today is another, I guess I like to interview a bunch of Cedarville people these days. I don't know, maybe that coronavirus has kind of made me go in that direction, I guess. Uh, but this person, uh, I guess we both attend attended Cedarville, not really ever at the same time. Uh, since we're both four years apart, but still figured, hey, why the heck not? Some val some value here. I want to see what we can get. Uh, so this individual, he is a communication design major from Medway, Ohio. That's kind of near Huber Heights, for those who don't quite know where Medway is at. Uh, our guest today, he is currently on Steederville's track team and is a high jumper and an 800-meter runner. Ooh, the 800, my favorite. Uh, the one thing that we actually have actually done together we both somehow had an online biology class together i didn't realize this until like after i graduated and i i, I don't know I, I don't know if you told me or someone else told me i, I don't remember but i was like oh that's kind of funny how that played out so i thought that was kind of ironic we were both in some kind of like paper group or something we wrote a final paper um i'm sure it was a great time in the moment for him as well so anyway, I'd like to introduce you to our guest today, uh, Stephen Mattingly. Stephen, welcome to the show, man. It's great to have you here. Hey, Wade. What's up? How you doing? Oh, fan-freaking-tastic. You ready for the warm-up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's go. All right. <laughs> let's do this. So one thing I like to do is I like to shoot out a uh, poll on my Instagram story at Kaiser for guest audience questions. And I got a few today, so I got two right here to start off our warm-up. We're going to start out strong, and our first one's coming to us from Caleb Fouth. He was our previous guest, so it's it's an interesting one. So are you ready, you ready Stephen? Oh, yeah. Let's go. All right. Yeah. So Caleb is asking, how many hoes do you slay on the daily? <laughs> uh, well, um, I have a girlfriend, so uh, I can't really uh, say that I do that so. on the daily, but... Uh, <laughs> Back in my glory days, uh, I would say a handful. So. Glory days. So you're saying these days aren't <laughs> glorious? <laughs> no, I, I guess the high school days. Oh, my goodness. You're in trouble now, mister. <laughs> Although this question is one of those kind of sets you up to fail. I was yeah, going to say at a, least just one. Right? Win I yeah, I'd say one, but I don't know if I want to get in trouble with the girlfriend. Not that I'm used to not being in trouble. Um, all right. Sounds good to me, man. All right. Next audience question. A lot more PG or G. This one comes to someone called, named Holly Cole, someone I went to high school with. And she's asking, do you have a favorite movie quote? Favorite movie quote. Um, I think my favorite movie quote would be from Lord of the Rings, um, Fellowship of the Rings. It is um, a quote by Gandalf. Um, if I remember how it goes, something along the lines of, um, we can't choose the path that we take where we can choose what I think it's, we can't choose what path we take, but we can choose uh, something about, I can't remember what it is. It's, it's very, it's very good, but. Uh, can you paraphrase? Um, paraphrasing. Um, yeah. I think it's something along the lines of, Oh, it's um Frodo saying to, yeah. So Frodo saying to, um to Gandalf, he says, um, I wish that the ring had never come to me. I wish that this had never come in this time. And Gandalf says, uh, so do I. So, so do all people who live to see such times. Um, but that's not for them to decide. All we have to do, to do is decide with the time that is given to us. So kind of about we can't choose what is going on, but we can only choose 
what to do with the time that we have. So gotcha. the situation that we're in, we can't really control it, but whatever we can, we have to make the best of that situation. Gotcha. You can't control choose, life. Cir- yeah. You can't control life circumstances, but you can control your reaction to it basically. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Next question. What is the most annoying habit that other people have? The most annoying habit that other people have. Um, I think personally to me, um, most annoying habit that other people have is chewing with their mouth open. Oh. It's so <laughs> annoying. And it's two for two. I don't I I try to uh to not voice my uh nuisance with some people, but uh, sometimes I can't really help it. Who, who's yeah. the worst offender of this? Oh, definitely my sister. Your sister? Definitely. How many siblings yeah, do you have? I, I don't really know what your family background. How many siblings do you have? Um, I have two sisters. One is a junior in high school. The other is a freshman in high school. And then I have a brother who's five. So. Five. Okay. All right. Yeah. Do you like the surprise tackle your sister to the ground when she chews with her mouth open? You're like, dang it, sister, and just jump across <laughs> the table and get her. <laughs> Dude, yeah, definitely. It's, oh, gosh. It's, uh, something else. I love it. I love it. So what hobby would you get into if time, money, and this quarantine weren't an issue? Uh, if time, money, and quarantine were, not, quarantine were not an issue. So a hobby, is it a hobby that I'm in right now, like that, I, that I'm already into, or something that I, I would want to try? Something you would want to if, try. Okay. Um... I've always wanted to go like, like rock climbing, like, like high altitude, like, you know, like climbing, like not Everest, I guess, but like very high mountains. Okay. So, but you know, I just not in the situation to do that in Ohio really. Um, (laughs) Plus, yeah, it's kind of expensive too. (laughs) Not really at all. You have some cornfields to climb. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think I would do that. I've always been interested in that. What's your favorite drink? My favorite drink. My favorite drink of all time, um, I actually have one right now, is a NOS Energy Drink Original. That is uh, my, my go-to. Not water? No, not on the daily. No, not – well, water, yes. Water is a uh, – not <laughs> Just, on the daily, but I think the NOS question. is not a daily thing, but yeah. it is my favorite drink of all time. I love it. I love it. Who has – yeah, my go- Oh, your go-to is NOS. My my go to is NOS, but my everyday is water. So yeah, mm, it's solid. I guess a solid choice. I'm more of a chocolate milk kind of guy, but you know NOS, I respect. Um, who has impressed you most most with what they have accomplished? I think the person who's impressed me most. Um, I definitely, um, I definitely am very, I definitely respect uh, Tommy Insa a lot. Um, just being around him is, uh, you wouldn't really know. He's very, very like humble, but you wouldn't know that he was a national champion and mm. everything that he's done to get where he is and all the struggles that he's been through, especially this year mm. with being out all of indoor and missing outdoor because of the uh, pandemic. So mm. I respect yeah. him a lot and I'm impressed with uh, everything that he does. Gotcha. On, on a scale of one to 10, how good of an actor are you? Um, so in high school, I was actually in um, a lot of productions. 
so you now? Um, I did I did theater throughout high school through actually through middle school. So um, my biggest role was um, Cat in the Hat in Susical Musical. All right. So it was it was a um, dual like main character. So out of ten, I'd probably say probably an eight and a half. Eight and a half. All right. All right. Yeah. What other produ- productions did you do? Um, I was in Beauty and the Beast. Okay. I was in. Um, we did Annie. We did The Little Mermaid. And we did Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, Fiddler! I I was in that one one time. So it was yeah, a solid, a I was a uh, show. Yeah, it was my senior year. Yeah, I was I was model in that. Oh, Mottle, uh, I guess that, we'll, we'll talk yeah. about that later, because I was in Fiddler by senior <laughs> year as well, that, that's a conversation for later. So what what is your claim to fame amongst your family and friends? Um, my claim to fame, um, the really, um, my whole family is, like, very impressed that I have the school record in the 800 at our local high school, which is a very small high school, and it wasn't a very good 800 record. So I guess that's my claim to fame. The record was a 159, and the record now is a 157.5. So, yeah, that is school record 800. My claim that time was Uh, my record or the uh, the one before. Uh, your record right now. It's a 157.5. 157.5. The Cedarville page says 157.72, but hey, you know, we'll we'll go with it. Uh, mm, I think my saying. plaque says that too, but they uh they took it from the website or not? They took it from the regional meet or the district meet, but uh I ran again at the dish at the oh, state, gotcha. the regional so meet. Oh, technically better. No, I get that. Actually, for me at my school, technically I had the school record in the tw- the 200, and I I got 22.22. But the record board at my school says 22.20. So I'm like, I mean, I technically ran worse than that. But, you know, I, I guess I'll take it. <laughs> so I get that. Oh, man, yeah. that's funny. So what what is the most annoying question people tend to ask you? Ooh. Um, I get, the most annoying question that people ask me is um, probably they ask me a lot when I'm around my dad. Um if they think that me and my dad are brothers, my dad is, looks very young for how old he is. I think he's 45, but he looks like he's like early thirties, mid thirties. But, um, so, and I guess I look a little older than I am. So people tend to think that we're brothers. So I guess that's a little bit annoying, Mm, Gotcha. but, uh, yeah, especially when we went to China, um, and Taiwan, uh, they thought that we were brothers just because oh, they thought to, he looked very young. You went to China. Was yeah. that uh? Did you get a chance to interact with any of the COVID nineteen over there before it broke out, or was that like a long time ago? It was. I think it was the last time we went was two years ago on a mission trip. So. Two years ago. Yeah. Okay. I didn't yeah. know you were out. Over so long, there long China. before. Hopefully. All right. Hopefully it was probably still in the bruise over there. So. <laughs> I guess I don't know. What would you say is worth spending more on to get the best? Spending more on to get the best. Um, probably number one would be chocolate milk. You got to spend a little bit more to get that quality chocolate milk. But I thought NOS was the drink to, to go for. Well, it is the go-to, but chocolate milk is uh, is right up there too. So. Mm. 
For chocolate yeah. milk, what would you consider a bad brand? Or maybe just a uh, really good brand. True Moo. True Moo. True Moo is not a, be- a good brand. True you don't Moo, think True yeah. Moo is good? That's okay. I mean, no. It's too expensive for me. Yeah, it is It is very expensive. But I think Kroger, Kroger chocolate milk is the best. Mm, I love Kroger. Kroger. I love their commercials, too, in case you were wondering. Those oh, I, wor- I work at Kroger. Do you really now? Uh, I never really yeah. asked. Which one do you work at? But you're not, you don't live in Columbus. So you yeah. just like the, the scanner jockey? I mean, the cashier? or? Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. All the ones I go to, they have these, uh, the, like the self-pay, and then you just go up, and then it, it plays like a little jingle once you're done checking out. I don't know. The Kroger I go to has been kind of a little weird these past few weeks. All, all the toilet paper's gone, and the parking lot's really crowded. <laughs> Yeah, I I haven't been working because I uh, stopped working for school until summer. So, but I hear from my coworkers that it's really crazy. So. Are you gonna go back? Glad I'm not. Before. Glad I'm not working. Oh, you're not. I I think I'm gonna. Yeah. Kroger. Well, if you start working, and I know which one it's at, and I so happen to be in the area, I need to stop by and see my boy Steven. <laughs> uh. Oh yeah. <laughs> Will you though? No. So what is something if I'm that you, I guess, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. What is something you'd look down on someone for doing? Uh, something I'd look down on someone for doing. Um, that's a tough one, actually. I try not to look down on people that often, but like, it, I mean, it happens. I'm trying to think of not exposing myself too much here. Mm, exposing yourself. <laughs> I get that. Uh. Probably, I, I look down on people for, uh, actually, that's really tough. I can't think of something that I, like, am actually passionate about that I'm looking down. That's just, not, like, not stupid. <laughs> what would you say is something you'd lose respect for someone over? Maybe not so much look down, but you, someone does something and you're just like, that was, that, that, was, that was not cool, man, or woman, or whatever. Yeah, um... Probably, I, I I don't like it when, uh, especially at school, at the uh, athletic building, when uh, we're, you're in the weight room and all the uh, baseball guys are in there or uh, soccer <laughs> guys, and they take your weights when you're using them. And it's just like, yes. come on, man, really? Assholes. Like, yes, I know. <laughs> leave, it, leave it there. It's like, leave my stuff alone. Just anybody. And then uh, I know the throwers would usually, like, lift a lot of weight. So it's just like you have plates that you're planning on using, and then you look over and they're gone. It's like, oh. So. <laughs> Cedarville's weight room hey, yeah, exactly can I, can I big. Use your... No, yeah, they're supposed to expand it, hopefully. But... Yeah, we'll see. It's... I mean, for your guys' sake, I guess it's a little past my time. Okay, so what's something people might look down on you for? Uh, I've been looked down upon... I guess not looked down upon, but uh, I don't know. Well, I guess looked down upon. My whole life, I've uh, in the running community. Uh, it's not a very most people aren't in love with wearing Nikes to run in for like distance running. But my whole life, I have worn Nikes, and I am a diehard Nike runner. So a lot of a lot of uh, people look down on me for that. But uh, I found a few of the. Uh, people who are agree with me so yeah, we banded you. together and uh <laughs> yeah so 
I guess people, uh, yeah, especially my high school coach was not a fan, but, uh, <laughs> I, uh, a good I haven't good noticed woman. it. No. That's funny. I, so, uh, I haven't I noticed thought she... it, uh, no, that's Sorry, good. I thought you were going to go down the route of, uh, cause you, uh, would you say something about your lungs or I remember when I was, I think it was the otter buying meat, my favorite. And, uh, <sighs> you ran the eight or something and you were coughing afterwards. It's like, dude, get away from me. <laughs> like, don't get me sick. <laughs> Even more appropriate these days. And you're like, oh, no, something about my lungs. And uh, I was born, uh, I don't know, like you cough or something after you. Right? That was you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so basically what, what it is, is um, it's called vocal cord dysfunction. So when I'm running, my breathing is actually the opposite. So when I'm breathing in, my stomach is like inflating. So I'm not taking air into my stomach when I'm breathing in. So it's actually reducing the amount of oxygen that I can take in. So my vocal cords also, the flaps don't open when I breathe. So they just kind of clo are closed, which they're supposed to open, which is mm. part of filling your stomach. So that's why I cough after I run and yeah. And throw up after I run most of the time. Every so. time? Not not every time, but most of the time. Okay, I'd say ninety ninety five percent of the time. Oh, okay. I just would throw up after the eight because I suck at it, but I guess we all have our <laughs> own reasons. All right, let's wrap this warm up up. I got two more quick ones. So, first one is my conspiracy question. So this is: uh, Do you agree or disagree with this? So this statement: Do you agree or disagree? The Disney movie Frozen was made to cover up Google search links on the theory that Walt Disney was cryogenically frozen to preserve his life. Agree or disagree with that statement? And I can say it again. Uh, too. I I had never heard of that. Oh, really? I've never oh. heard of that. Before. Now you but have. I I guess I guess I mean it sounds it sounds like a legit conspiracy though. So, so I mean I'd have to look into it a little bit. I guess I agree with it right now, but I mean, I can't, I can't really back up something that I don't know. So. Gotcha. Let me put yeah. you on the, put you on the spot and on the record for something you've never heard of before. Okay. Well, yeah. now you have. <laughs> All right. Final question. What's the best compliment you have ever received? Uh, oh, okay. So I, the best compliment I've ever received, um, I guess this, this was recent. I was at the Reinhardt's like a week ago and, um, so apparently someone they know is the track coach for a track team that I ran against in high school. And he came over and apparently I'm like, like a big name in at their high school because like they won the four by eight that I was in and I was the anchor for the team that got second place. But um, he, the coach came over and was like, Oh, wow, I remember you running this uh, four by eight. And he was like, you were eating them up like Pac-Man. He had a hundred meter lead on you, but but uh, I didn't end up catching him, but it was a pretty pretty good compliment. I I didn't really know that this guy, and he was like, oh, yeah, I remember you from high school. So. Gotcha. So basically people you don't know recognizing stuff that you didn't even realize was even being recognized in the moment. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough, yeah. fair enough. All right, well, thank you, Stephen. You survived the warm-up, so congratulations on that. Uh, we'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back more in a brief moment after a brief mention of our sponsor to hear more about Stephen Mattingly. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's great to still have you here. Uh, great to have our guest, Stephen, with us here. Uh, great warm-up, great great talk so far. Uh, now let's kind of dive deeper. Uh, let's start. I want to start with the hot-button issue of the day or the past few weeks. 
uh, history is definitely going to look back on these times and, you know, might as well talk about it. So COVID-19 or coronavirus, that is the, uh, the talk of the town. Uh, and seems like everybody's been affected in it in one way, shape, or form. So, Stephen, uh, could you give us a brief synopsis or, um, or overview of these past few weeks, kind of your experience with, I guess, whether that be the disease directly or at least the cultural and social impacts it has had, and as well as what it's done to your track season, school, semester, just, I don't know. The floor is yours, man. Start from square one. All right. Yeah, it's been it's been quite a mess, to be honest. Uh, I think at first, uh, first I remember January hearing about this coronavirus. Where'd you hear about it? Um, and uh, I heard it from memes. I heard about it from the memes on Instagram. Yeah, because you go to China, so you would by... have more front-hand experience then, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I heard it from about it from the memes, and it was just a big joke. And then um. Yeah, it was a it was a joke for a few months. I kind of just thought it kind of just moved on. Didn't really hear about it much. And then spring break happened, and um, what was that? I don't know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I can't even remember. Three weeks. But um, yeah. Um, so we we uh, went on spring break. Everything was fine. We came back, and um, all of a sudden it was kind of like, wow, this is actually starting to spread. So. At that at that point, it was still kind of a joke to everyone. Like, oh, hope I don't get corona. But uh, but um, a few days um, a few days back, I think it was I think it was Wednesday or Thursday that 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 first week back from spring break, uh, people were talking like, oh yeah, I think they're gonna close schools down just because people have been getting sick and stuff. And at that point, I was like, okay, whatever, they're gonna close school down. It'll be like a week. We'll be back. And then um, people kept talking and it was like, yeah, there certain schools, like, yeah, families closed for like three weeks and Ohio State's closed for three weeks. Like, okay, well, I guess this is kind of serious. Yeah. And um, then, then uh, I think that Thursday, Dr. White, uh, our president, he, um, he announced in chapel, he was like, yeah, um, we're uh, going to cancel. Mike DeWine has a, uh, Asked us to, so we're going to cancel for two weeks. And uh, a lot of people were really shocked. I think a lot of people didn't think that Cedarville was going to close, but um, at uh, at that point, I was kind of like, okay, this is this is actually serious. So um, so so people were leaving. Uh, they had until Friday to leave. Um, people off campus, but then all the sports teams were allowed to stay. So we stayed. Um, and I think it was Friday afternoon. We were out doing our. Uh, our uh, 400 workout we're doing like 10 by 400 workout and um after we got done we were over there we uh see on instagram or something oh the ncaa canceled outdoor track season so we're we're not gonna have a season at all i'm just kind of like well that workout was kind of well hopefully we uh yeah so um it was kind of a shock especially i mean for me it was a shock but for I know the seniors especially it was it was really really tough tough I can't imagine what what they can be going through gotcha. but um yeah it's and then going back um and then all of, all of our classes are online now everything so 
most schools around here are like that. So, hmm. and I mean, I guess in the U.S. are like that. I'm guessing pretty much everything is shut down um, yeah, school-wise. Yeah. So uh, school-wise, yeah. Um, and then yeah, we we're now in the first week of a uh, quarantine, so social distancing is going fun. So yeah, it's it's been tough. I've I've just been trying to keep training, keep putting in the miles, keep uh putting in solid workouts weekly. So mm. doing what I can, trying to stay healthy still. Hopefully I get the chance and opportunity to race at some point whenever this is listed and like whatever race. whatever it may be. Like race this season um, or what are you thinking? Five, yeah. Some sort of in, entering a five K or ten K or something. So mm. Yeah. That uh, makes sense. locally so i just want to race i just gonna yeah. miss that aspect of it mm -hmm. yeah. yeah that's a nice thing with as you get into more distance uh there's at least 5ks 10ks uh, marathons there's events for distance people to do outside of actual meets sprinters uh well Eh, well, yeah, you know, there's there's the means. <laughs> Maybe there's some kind of unattached thing you can go and do, but I mean, I yeah. I wouldn't go and do that. Maybe someone else might. Um, yeah. What kind of was the team morale through all this? Was it kind of hyped once they sent everyone else home and you guys were gonna stay? Was it like, oh, we we got kind of a a little camp going on here, more time to train, we're gonna come back, or was it just kind of devastation through it all? Um, from, from my aspect, um, with the cross guys, um, it was kind of, it was kind of like, okay, so they're going to send everyone home, but we should be, most of us thought that we, it, we weren't going to get set home, um, at least from my perspective, but I know a lot of, uh, a lot of the guys, um, sprinters thought, okay, yeah, we're going to get set home pretty soon. Gotcha. So, um, I kind of didn't really know what was going to happen. Um, but looking back, I, I'm, I kind of, kind of should have thought that yeah we're gonna get we're gonna get sent home, gotcha. but yeah it was it was definitely hyped up a little bit. We were kind of like oh yeah we're gonna campus by ourselves just sports teams so it's gonna be kind of cool just to hang out together and uh, get get to train harder and train more since we only have online classes. So, gotcha. but yeah it didn't really work out that way I guess. But yeah. Did they, uh, for meets specifically, uh, did they just kind of cancel all the meets all at once, or did they kind of go one by one and certain championship this and that, or did they just kind of, how'd that go out? How'd that go down? Yeah, it was, it started out with, um, they canceled indoor nationals, and then they canceled New Balance High School Nationals, and then uh -huh. they canceled GMAC Championship Outdoor, and then, well, I think they canceled gmac championship outdoor and then or before that they canceled um nationals outdoor and then it was kind of like well gmac is canceled and nationals are canceled so what's the point of having a season so yeah what and then the, the, uh, the gmac the gmac the met and like yeah we're canceling their so this, this season so what about the didn't, weren't you guys gonna go down to emory or the meet in georgia yeah we were gonna go to rome georgia over over uh easter break just for a meet down there, that would have been really fun. Yeah. We uh, raised a lot of money for that, so they ever give hopefully you that we money use back? that next year. <laughs> I think we're gonna. I think it went to the track fund, so mm, hopefully we'll right. get to use it. Maybe get to go down there next year. So next year, okay. Um, so kind of getting no near the kind of the more final moments. Uh, 
the last two people I've had on this show, both track people, seems to be the theme of the day, theme of the weeks. Uh, they both mentioned that they kind of the track team kind of had a final party, final hoorah. Uh, I assume you were there for that. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of getting yep. the the freshman's perspective on this. Um, what was kind of your thoughts going into that? Thoughts kind of in those final moments of what you analyzed in your final moments of your first year. Um, it was it was kind of a. It was a uh, solemn get together, but it was it was also kind of filled with, I guess, hope and outlook on uh, moving on, but in a good way. So there was a there's definitely a closure involved. Um, from my perspective, I mean, it was tough for me, um, especially the, with the seniors. Um, like most of them, I mean, some of them I know I'll probably never see again. So um, it was kind of like very unexpected because it was just in a short few days that it was like okay wow well yeah. i'm probably not going to see these people ever again so especially for 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 me getting just getting to know some of the guys especially like kevin and ford and some of the guys troll and some of the guys on the cross team especially who we hadn't really spent much time with um uh from the track team so um mm. Those guys, it'll be uh it'll be uh kind of weird not having them around next year, but it's a, a little harder just because we didn't get to have a full outdoor season to get to know them more and um, hang out with them. So sure, that was tough. But um, it was overall it was a really good. I think it was a really good way to end it off. It, it gotcha. Was, it was uh. So you me- you mentioned these seniors uh, going into your future few years. What would you say would be the legacy some of them specifically have left on you? Um, I think I think um, especially I know from our captains um, Joel and Caleb and Kevin and all of them Shoal. So I think they've all all put a really a good emphasis and on putting work in, especially on your own um, when nobody's around and nobody's watching. Um, I know it's, it's tough when, especially from fall track uh, before fall track started, um, Caleb came, came up to us and was like, Hey guys, to all the freshmen and was like, Hey, we're uh, going to start doing workouts right before fall track starts. You guys want to hop in with us. Um, so it was, it was really, really good to um, just, you just get that experience from him of uh, reaching out to lower classmen and um, just being there for them because a lot of us didn't really know what was going on. We didn't know many people yet. So, hmm. and then putting that work in again, like he was, he was pushing us in our, in these workouts that we, we didn't really know anybody, but it was good to finally actually get to be in workouts with people and um, get to know them through that. So, hmm. and then I guess, I guess with Kevin and and a lot of the other seniors on the cross team, um, I yeah, basically all the seniors that I know on the cross team, um, thinking Weber, Kevin, um, Ford, Lamez, um, there's a lot of seniors on the track team, but or on the cross team. But um, all, every time that uh, especially Weber and Kevin and Ford, every time that I'd be talking to them, they yeah, always um, 
always uh, tell me to give it my all. Um, I remember after the uh, GMAC 800, I didn't do very well. And uh, Weber came up to me and was talking to me and was like, hey, shake it off. You got to keep keep pushing, keep your head up through this and uh, keep keep uh, training and get, getting better. So and it's going to be really, really weird without those guys, especially. But um, they left a good example on everyone for how to lead the team. So, hmm. yeah. Gotcha. Um, do you uh, do you feel like college track has been what you've expected so far, or kind of comparing to high school? Like, what do you uh, you feel like you're getting what you bargained for, if that makes sense? Is it what you expected, or like if not, what are some ways this year besides the whole Corona thing has been unexpected, better or worse, anything like that? Yeah. Um. I guess college track compared to high school track. It's a lot different. It's a lot different. Coming in, I was like, wow, there's like no unathletic kids. <laughs> like everyone is athletic. Like in high school track, there was like, you know, the kids who are like just there just to be with their friends or whatever. Yep. yep. And then there's there's that hand that handful of kids who is actually like dedicated and like actually wants to get better and wants mm-hmm. to run fast. So, but yeah, it was it it was weird coming in and um, everyone was like so big and i was like wow yeah well i don't remember i don't remember high school like this but yeah. uh yeah the workouts especially were uh at first it was it wasn't that bad because it was it was just like the uh stuff that coach glenn has doing for fall track but then once once we actually started doing like some 200 workouts and that was that was uh a lot tougher compared to high school so and then nice. once we got indoor and started started doing coach Bo's workouts it was it was uh, a lot compared to high school for me so but i i know i've i've grown a lot and i've gained a lot of a lot of speed and a lot of endurance through that so mm. yeah it's been good yeah because well did you run indoor before this year or was this your first year of indoor um, I ran indoor in high school my senior your, year. They only was, that was the only you know my best, best time indoor. Okay, yep, I you're on. You already got it. <laughs> I think it was a like a two ten or a two fifteen, but that was like like I had just come from running soccer, so mm. it was very very not not a good. Yeah. So my my indoor PR in eight this year was I think a one fifty nine. From indoor, one fifty nine from yeah. indoor. When did you run yeah. that? So, I ran that at Joe Banks. You sure was a you sure was a one fifty nine? I think it was a one fifty nine uh, one fifty nine conversion because it was on a three hundred oh. meter track. Okay, just curious. They converted that... it, but it was it was a uh, it was like a two two flat, but they converted it to one fifty nine. Okay, because you should know that whenever I got my computer right up here, I got I got your Tfers profile pulled up right in front of me as I asked these questions. Uh, so Tfers tells me two oh one point five nine, but if you're pulling the conversion stuff, I don't have mine. My, my let me let me find it. I'll find conversion it. Detectatron huh. on me. But it's you know, I already mentioned it now. But they converted like, it for for GMAC. Yeah. Do you need? Would you rather? Do you need me to send you this it's link right. so you can? It's all right. Whatever. We'll we'll go with a two hundred one or whatever. Are you sure? I mean, if 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 you want to fight me on it, like <laughs> conversion, like I'll I'll let you, 
I love a fighter, so if you'll fight me on it, like that's fine. Ah, uh, whatever. Uh oh, I hear typing. He says whatever, but he's looking <laughs> up. Struck a nerve, did I? I just remember it was on the. Uh, if you go to the JMAC heat sheets, they converted it to a 159, whatever. Because I was it's... in most of the people in my heat was were a 159. And if I would have ran my PR in my heat, I would have actually done well. But I didn't. I sucked. So. Let me see. You said GMAC page? Yeah, the yeah, GMAC you know what? heat sheets. Actually, whatever. It doesn't do matter. I really care this much? I'm sorry. I, I, I Maybe we can look later. If you pull <laughs> it up, you can email me the link. <laughs> um, So, obviously, track kind of had an unexpected conclusion this season, but you still got three years ahead of you. But – the uh, online yeah. classes, how how have those been so far? Are they kind of awkward? I'm kind of curious. I, I I haven't quite ever been able to experience this before. So how is uh how has it been for you? Um, it's it's definitely really weird. Um, especially for me, I'm a digital uh visual communication design major. So uh -huh. um, a lot of my stuff is I have two art classes a semester, and then I have a computer design class graphic design which is it's it's digital but it's very like critique in class and like very like oh print your project out veil it and everything and mount it so it's very uh i don't know it's been it's been weird so i do have i do have bible and the gospel and i have um bible and the gospel it's never mind yeah. sorry it was spiffo when i took it so but things change go uh, on I have Bible and the Gospel and um, one other class, so hmm. can't remember what what that other class is. <laughs> oh, the oh um, it's a it's a design it's a design class it's another design class, but it's it's very easy for online. So easy. Okay. Um, those those classes are are fine for online. Um, it's no big deal. He just records his lectures and we can listen to them and finish our whatever papers and stuff. But um. Uh, for the design classes, it's it's definitely weird. I'm not really sure how we're gonna really do this uh, for for my drawing classes. So that's still not really sure what's gonna go go on. But we're uh, just gonna go with the flow, I guess. So I just draw on the computer. <laughs> just I guess so. The pencil. Okay. So you uh you're a 800 runner and high jump. Uh I've done a few 800s in my life. I'm just curious. What what is your what is your strategy for when you run the 8? Uh do you, like how do you approach a race? Um I guess outdoor and indoor it's it's, just, it's different for me, but um That's true. in 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 outdoor, especially I'm better in outdoor, I feel like. But um in outdoor my strategy is to go through um, at least at least at 60 seconds for my 400. Okay. Um, and then if I'm, if I'm slower than that, which I'm normally not slower than that, but if I'm slower than that, then there's basically no way for me to run a good time. Most of the time, I, I'll try to run like a 58, 59. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then whatever I have left – and then try to keep that pace for the first 200 and then the last 200 it's just whatever i have left for the kick so huh. wow 
our, our 800 strategies are actually somewhat more similar than I thought. Usually, yeah, for me, I would try to run 58, 59, maybe somewhere in that 8 to yeah. 60 kind of mark. And then, I don't know, the, the worst feeling in the world, let me tell you, the worst feeling, or one of, is whenever you finish that first lap of the 8, and then you cross the finish line, it's like, oh, I have another one of these to go. <laughs> <It's> like, no. <laughs> Uh, but I don't. Yeah. I don't really feel it, and I think the worst part of the eight is that back, that back one hundred. Oh, just on, like oh. on the second lap. So I don't yeah, know. On the I feel like lap. that back two is worse because the one, at least for me, it's like oh, I can see the finish line. I mean, I still I go back and forth on whether it's the the first end of the first lap or the halfway through the second lap, uh, because both. Because to me, that that. My since I'm a, a sprint, well, was a sprinter. I'm, I I went on a run earlier today, and it probably didn't go too well, just because you know I'm fat and out of shape these days. But whenever back in my, I guess you could call them glory-ish days, um, I would at least the last 800 I ran. Um, to me, my strengths lied more in my ability to have speed rather than endurance. And I mean, I'm not a really quick person, but I mean, I my main events were usually the one and the two, so. I mean, take that as you will. So to mm-hmm. me, it's like kind of hang with the pack as best as you can for the first 600, then the last two, then kicking it as best as you can. I mean, everybody's different. They have their different strategies, but that's kind of the last time I ran it. That was my strategy. So I was just curious on yeah. what yours was because, I, I mean, obviously your, eight, I mean, your indoor time – whether that be a 201 or a 159, we can de- we can de- debate that uh, if you want. But, I mean, that's still better than mine. So, obviously, you've got something that I don't. Uh, so, that was your best 800 so far. Was that still your high school time, the 157? Um, yeah, yeah. I was hoping I was hoping this outdoor season to try to go 155. That was my that was my goal for the season. Mm, so. Mr. Ambition here. I felt oh, like I could have got there. You probably could have, but well, I guess, I guess we will better luck next year, finish. kiddo. Um, what about the four yeah. by eight? They don't run those in college, but did you really like the four by eight? Um, in high school, we ran the four by eight a lot. We went yes. to regionals my junior year. Um, my, oh, really? Yeah. So that was that was really cool. We broke the school record in that too. We still have it, I think. So look at this guy. Um, that was really cool. Let's see. Did it say? So I like the four by eight a lot, but. 806. Yeah. Yep. There you Ooh, go. That's and then 4x4, four four, I got a 325. Look at this. That's, guy. I think, a school record as well. Look at four this, dude. Four. He's got it all. Uh, what about high jump? You're a white boy here, but uh, you still high jump? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've gotten a lot better since uh, since uh, high school. High school, I wasn't very good, but. um. Coming in, I think um, Coach Mack just wanted me to jump just to see what I could do. And uh, Coach Bo kind of was just like, all right, well, whatever. And uh, I ended up my first meet jumping pretty well. Um, and then I jumped about that same all season. I didn't really get any better than that. But Coach Mack uh, believes that I have a lot of potential apparently. So mm. I guess I'll keep keep going at that. So a good sign when the coach yeah. actually believes in you um yeah let me see so i got high jump six foot 70 point 
zero point seven five inches. That sound right? One point eight five meters. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Look at that. You got to get Andrew Reinhardt here. I got him at a six point five eight meters. Oh, wait, no, that's long jump. My bad. One point nine four meters. Why was I reading the wrong thing? Uh, six foot four two five. So you got to take him, and then what's what's his brother? Does his brother run jumping that meet? You know what Tyler's uh, mark is off the top of your mind? I think Tyler's mark is six, six three. Six three. Okay, then Andrew's got him. But he he didn't jump higher than like six one this year. So gotcha. Nathan's got to get Andrew up there. Freaking Isaiah's going after him, or whatever you want to call yeah. him. Andrew and Tyler. Isaiah's uh pretty was pretty good this year for us. So. Isaiah's a freaking weenie, but yes, it seems like he uh, jumped pretty good this year. So, Steven, you got some yeah, work to yeah. do. Um, oh, yeah. Speaking of Andrew and Tyler, I got a got a guest question from Andrew here. Um, it'll be interesting to hear how you answer this, and I don't know if I'm supposed to chime in on this or not, but uh, it says, he's asking, most embarrassing track moment. We all know what Wade's is. It's like, do you though? But um, <laughs> let's let's start with your most embarrassing, and I guess I can chime in on this as well. And you can give a list um, if you like. My most embarrassing track moment. Um, it was. I guess it was embarrassing, but it was. It was. It wasn't my fault, but. Of course well, I guess not. it was. But so, in the four by eight, it was that senior year conference um oh boy. It was four by eight and um i was the anchor um coming through i was trying to catch a kid um we ended up getting second um but i was really close to catching him he had a far pretty far uh lean on me but um i ran probably probably the fastest four by eight sport that i've probably ever ran um so I came through the the finish line and I was pretty exhausted, a little bit upset that I uh, didn't pass the kid to get first. But um, so I'm like falling across the line, and then I'm like walking off, like staggering off. You know how after the 800 it is, you're kind of yes, not, that not freaking very polio. There. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of booty lock and yeah, uh, yep. I was wasn't feeling very uh, well, very uh coherent in the mind and uh kind of fell like tripped and fell off the off the track a little bit there was a little bit of a hill off the side of the track oh no and i uh i uh had the baton in my hand still and oh. as i go down the hill i kind of like the baton kind of flings out of my hand oh no and goes flying and then apparently so then i fall down on the ground and i'm just laying there Five minutes later, my coach comes over and he's like, "Hey, yeah, you guys got disqualified because you threw the baton." Yes. Like, <laughs> what? Uh, so, yeah, there's a video uh, of it somewhere. So. Oh, they have video footage. It, Even better. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, but, uh, I. Uh, okay, go on. I did not uh, intend to throw it. If, if that was my. Uh, oh man. So yeah. Man, but I, yeah, we got disqualified. Did not get points in the four by eight for second place, so that sucked. That does suck, especially at conference. No, I've a, uh, I don't know. 
I guess since Andrew said we all know what Wade's is, I guess I should chime in. I don't know. I was thinking before this episode, I was like, I I don't know. I I assume I know what Andrew's referring to. Are are, are you? I assume you probably I, think. I of, think so. What do you think he's referring to? I've heard I've heard a lot about it. Um, I think it involves you and a wall, probably at uh what was it Otterbein. So uh, something mm-hmm. in the works of that. What about Pens it? And hands. I just want to hear you say it. I think we all know what we're talking about here, but I just want to hear you say it. Oh, so apparently you uh you were running racing in the two hundred, I believe, against Ryan. I think it was. I mean, there was more than one person there, but yes, he was. Caleb maybe was in it. Seth maybe. I don't Caleb. Know. Now you got me. Caleb. While you're saying, I'll look up the tifers because I mean, there's a video of it that I've watched a few times, but uh. Let me pull that up. Go, keep going. I, I like to hear you tell the story because maybe because I remember I was over at the Reinhards during homecoming and I got to give my uh, around the campfire. I got to tell everyone my story, but I'm curious what you retained. So humor me. Yeah. Um. Something about you. You. You came out of the blocks and then some. Some time into the race, you. Uh. I think it was either your hammy or your groin. You pulled. Okay. You were like, um, and you were like, ah, oh, crap, that sucks, because yeah. you were trying to beat Ryan. You were trying to beat Ryan in the two. Okay. And you, you guys have been talking crap a little bit. Sure. Something, something about a prayer before, as well. A prayer. Oh yeah, I prayed in front of everybody that God would help me beat Ryan. <laughs> well, you know, God's got a sense of humor too, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's see. And um so yeah, you, you, you guys finished uh you came through and you were a little bit little bit little bit upset. I'm always there was upset. a brick wall. <laughs> You're always upset. Um there's a little brick wall I think and yeah, you uh laid into it with a little solid thunk thunk of the of a the wrist and uh it shook the building many many people have stated that the building shook and then uh you didn't really notice it for a while until you looked down at your hand and it was all like mangled Mm, something like that okay well at least you got most that is my uh whatever return of it so looking looking at this uh tifers uh the uh results page so ryan and i were in the race together a guy named brian perschbacher and josh boxer were also in the race but you Probably haven't you? You might have met Brian. That oh, one Brian, time. Brian, yeah. Um, Brian. Caleb Carrico and Josh Brown were in section two. Josh actually beat Caleb in that race. Um, let me think. Was there anybody else? Dan Grafe, solid man, love him. Um, that's all I can see right here. So maybe there's a few others. Oh, Andre Bauman, another solid man, but bunch of people that you may or may not have met the team changes a lot from year to year that's for sure um yeah anyway yeah you got most of it uh to say that's my most embarrassing moment i don't know if i'd say that's true i mean i don't know i've done a lot um i actually even kind of typed out a list here because i was like what is my most embarrassing moment so what i got here i wrote uh throwing up at my first 400 when i was a freshman in high school i first race ever was the 400 coach put me in it put me in the slow heat so i was like no this is crap so i ran my hardest won my heat but then threw up so 
uh, then that was when my twin brother ran track. So of course he laughed at me while I was on the ground throwing up and everyone was watching. So that was fun. Um, then I put, then I was in the four by four, my first four by four ever. I was wearing pants and those fell down while I was running. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Uh, senior year I was running at an indoor meet, pulled my hamstring and then didn't I went to States my junior year, but I pulled my hamstring, so I missed out on States my senior year. That kind of sucked. Uh, I was running in 800 meters in a meet in Australia. Went out of my lane, got DQ'd. That sucked. Uh, drop kicked a med ball. That was a fun time. That hurt a lot. So oh, drop kicked med ball. I yeah. That oh, did you hear about that? <sighs> yeah. I can't remember who it was. No. Yeah, that was Might have been Ryan. Oh. And that was before his time. I was a sophomore when I did that. Maybe it was, maybe it was Caleb. Yeah, Caleb. It was during Probably Caleb's Caleb. time. Caleb might have been standing right there when I did it. I don't know. That hurt. I still feel it sometimes when I walk. Uh, but, hey, yeah, I guess I get that. Uh, speaking of chucking batons, I have a few of those. Uh, I chucked a baton after pulling my groin at a 4 by one in GMAC my sophomore year. There was an outdoor GMAC meet. It was kind of a it was kind of weird, Stephen. So, uh, as as we said, there's more than an audience of one here. So I guess I'll humor the audience. Uh, this is both of us talking. Uh, you know, normally I focus on my guests, but I'll tell a little story here. So, for me, and I know you're probably like, "Oh, great! I came here to talk about myself," but you know that's okay. You got to put up with me, right, Stephen? Oh no, no, no! Go ahead. <laughs> so basically, my sophomore year, uh, it was a common theme. So. I was in uh, the this uh, practicum called the Integrated Business Core IBC. I think it's called Neos now. So if you ever heard of that on campus where they sell products, yeah, yeah. that's what that is. Uh, and I was quite ambitious those days. I wanted to be pretty much the president of that. So there was a, an election in that back in like February, the week of indoor GMAC. It was like some communication liaison position. I don't know. But I lost that election that week, and then GMAC happened, and then I pulled my groin running the 6th, well, 55 at the time. Uh, they expanded the track between those years, but the 55. So I pulled my groin running that there. Then uh, outdoor meet came. I ran for an election for president in that practicum, lost that, and then pulled my groin again running the 4 by one and then that made me mad and I chucked the baton at the very end and then got my relay DQ'd. So that was kind of fun. Uh, you know, being my typical asshole self, you know, so it's all good. It, we, I think we got like, we would have scored points. So that's even better. And since I had made it to finals, it was GMAX a two day ordeal, as you know. So that was the day yeah. of finals. So I had finals in the one and the two. So I basically limped across the uh, start or the across the finish line in both of them. I mean, I forget what my times even were. Let me look this up. These were terrible times. Oh boy, let's go back. This is like 2017 GMAC Outdoor. Oh gosh, my 200 was 30 seconds, 30.46 seconds, oh. and my one was 15.79. So so basically limping across the yep four by one DQ. <laughs> dang so that was a rough day but you know we i got some points for the team because that was when uh cedarville had a that was basically back in the glory days when cedarville dominated the gmac so coach Bo really was big on winning gmac 
I mean, now we have a lot more teams in it than back then, but that was a tad bit before your time. Uh, But anyway, uh, so then it seems like basically every time I ran for an election, I would lose and then pull my groin. And then the following year at Emory, I don't know if I've told really anybody this because this kind of goes into the punching wall story. Uh, At Emory... I uh, that week I ran for class president. Me and my twin brother, we both ran for class president. Our slogan was "Vote Wiser, Vote Kaiser." We uh, it was a fun time. My brother and I, we didn't do much together in college, so it was finally like, hey, like we're actually doing something together. So, and all in all, I don't regret running because it's like, hey, you know, I don't know why not. Especially these days, still, we both work different jobs. We don't even live together, so doing, you know, do stuff with your family. I'm sure the Reinhards can tell you it's fun to do stuff with your twin. Um. Yeah. lost that election uh and that election took place when i was down at emory so all this stuff going on online seeing stuff and then lost the election and then i ran the two and i guess you could call it a strain but basically pulled my groin running the two at emory uh and since i lost that election it's like i don't know to me it's like there's a common theme here. Every time I run for an election, I lose and then pull my groin. It's just kind of weird how that cycle continues. And whenever I see a continuous cycle, it pisses me off, and then I get really mad. I mean, I still went and saw the trainer there at the meet, and they looked at it, and they're like, oh, maybe you should. But I was like, no, I'm I'm mad, so I ran the 4 by 4 I mean, I didn't do too so hot, but I still kind of was like, let's push through it. So maybe that's probably another reason why whenever come Otterbein meet, um, pulling my groin at that meet. I mean, it's not my first time pulling my groin and running through it. So it's like, yeah, maybe I can push my luck and get through this. And then turns out I couldn't. Uh, but really, I don't know. It, it's hard, Stephen. Obviously, uh, I don't yeah. know. Maybe I have a lot of retard moments in my track career. It seems like that's all I ever do is mess up. But, you know, that's all good. It's all good. Uh, and Chuck and the Baton Man, I get that. I mean, I've done it intentionally many a times before. So uh, even at my last meet, yeah. we did a, a senior four by one. <laughs> and I mean, the clocks, they, they didn't work anyway. Maybe the other, maybe the Reinhards and Ryan and Caleb can attest to this as well if they remember. But they, we ran the four by one and then a senior as well. Now graduated for a while, so not seniors anymore. We uh, ran a four by one. And we, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say we didn't take it seriously, but uh, there was a lot of joking around going on on our relay team. We were kind of like the old fat people that were like, ah, we're just here to have fun. And then to us, the other relay team was like, oh, we're seriously, when I get into this, it's like, eh, it's our last meet. Um, uh, and basically there was a joke and like, basically like at I was the anchor and so was Tyler. So Tyler and I were just like, I was like, Tyler, if you're beating me, I'm throwing my baton at your head and knocking you out before you cross the finish line, like that kind of stuff. Uh, and basically, at the end of the at the end of the relay, I I cross, run through, and then our first man, his name's Josh Boxer. He like yells, I was like, Wade, throw the baton. I was like, Yeah, and just like chuck the baton, and then we got DQ'd because of that. But I think the times uh didn't work anyway. But still, it was. I don't know. Chucking the, you you saying that story of throwing the p- baton, it's like, oh, man, please. I get that. <laughs> I mean, yours was probably a little accidental. But anyway, enough about me. So, uh, 
I don't know where to lead this in. Uh, besides throwing the baton, do you have any other fun stories, or is that all you got? Um, can't really think of anything else that I. I mean, I'm uh, sure. I'm sure there was moments that were embarrassing. Looking back other, at it, probably yeah. Any fun uh, stories from were, uh, this season? Just kind of guys messing around. Any fun particular stories you got? Uh, I mean, indoor was definitely really, really fun. We messed around quite a bit, especially at GMAC. Um, I must miss the bus at GMAC the morning of the second day <laughs> Same. because I slept in a little bit. And uh, Same. I got a call from Coach Gwen. He's like, hey, we're about to leave. And I was like, oh, shoot. So I like, grabbed my bag. Did you say shoot, though? <laughs> uh, yes. Good man, good man. I think I think so. Um. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was it was a blast indoor season. So that's funny. Run with the guys. There was it was great. A solid so. time. So besides uh running track, you uh you have big history in track, but you also played soccer for a few years, right? Oh yeah, yeah. All, all through right. all through high school, yeah. All through high school. Okay, what what position did you play, man? I played outside winger. Oh. So you were were you more of a do you shoot on goal a lot? Do you get a lot of goals and stuff? or? Um, I was more of the assist, assist guy. You're the assist guy. I get that. I was I was defense, so I was the uh, kind of like back there on the outside as well. I think usually on the right. I don't know. It's been a few years. So if you were to be like position, position, I'd be like, eh, I'm kind of blanking here. But So I guess we were both kind of assisty type people. Um what would you say, because uh, you said outside wing was kind of your position, what would you say was more of your role on that team in particular? Um, so the formation that we played, we played a, I think it was a 4-4-2. Four, 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 I think that's four, what four, it was. Two, okay. So we had, but it was a diamond um, in the middle. Okay. Kind of in the middle, so we had a... Uh, two backs, a sweeper, and then or it was a, it was a three, it was a three three. It was kind of yeah, it was a three three two basically. So we had a sweeper, two backs, a stopper, and then two outsides, and then two two um, oh, two strikers. So okay, I think that's what it was. Gotcha. If I'm correct, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um. So yeah, I my role was um basically I would mark the outside wing on the other team and basically go the whole the whole outside of the field from mm -hmm. defense to offense. So I was running a lot, probably most on most on the uh, out of the positions. I think outside mid probably runs the most, just because mm -hmm. you're you're running back to your goal to play defense and then you're running up to their goal to play offense. So. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. that was that was my goal on our team. So it was Were fun you, looking back. It was yeah. fun looking back. Yeah, so I miss it a lot, but definitely, definitely, uh, don't regret doing track. So. Oh, okay. I was—I mean, I was gonna ask later on if you—if uh, you were guaranteed a starting position on Cedarville's track team, would you have chosen soccer over track? I mean, maybe that's a dangerous question to be asking right now. Maybe I should wait a few more years, uh, but. A guaranteed starting spot on the soccer team or on the track team? 
I mean, everybody's guaranteed a starting spot on the track team. I mean, well, not everybody, yeah. but when you think about it. But soccer, yeah. I mean. Yeah. I <laughs> I went to a Cedarville, a Cedarville uh, soccer camp. But okay. the coach, I talked to the coach, and he was, he was like, yeah, we like you. But um, because I did indoor track instead of doing club soccer, he was kind of like, we wish that there was more, like, like you played more because you didn't play clubs so and it was kind of the same with the Reinhards that's what they he said about them is that they didn't um, he couldn't see much about them so yeah well at least you know that up front then going and joining the team and that's like well this was a waste of time um as a player were you uh more of the aggressive type were you more the skilled type or what 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 would you say your style of play is were you kind of the roughhouser or were you just kind of like more precise or what what do we got here um i'd I'd like to i'd like to think that i was a mix of it but i guess my my key attributes were fast and tall so um i was i was in the box a lot they used me for headers and stuff Mm -hmm. and i was i I was i guess i was the low-key uh like rough guy I like to uh, elbow people a lot in the stomach just because I could use my height against them. Mm. And uh, because I'm so, I was so like, especially in high school, I was so light. I could kind of like, I could hit people hard and it wouldn't look like it because they were a lot bigger than me. So it was fun. Gotcha. You weren't like the cheap shot or were you, or were you? Uh, Not, not, not all the time. Not all the time. (laughs) (laughs) No. Hey, there's no such thing as a fair fight. You know, you got to sometimes. Yeah pull some strings to get what you got to get no i totally get that um yeah. do you have any uh, a few times I, I maybe went a little bit too far maybe. oh really okay well, i never i never got i never got red carded so. you never got red carded i did i, lo- I got you a did. second yellow i did i got a second yellow once wow but that That's was fun. i was in a scrimmage in a tournament so so it doesn't count yeah mm. the kid tried to punch me and i yeah Oh, so, what what I, so uh, what's yeah, what'd you do? You deflect and so, karate chop his head off or what'd you do? No, we were playing uh you may have heard of Carroll High School, I, private I, school. They they are the number one soccer team in Ohio. I say that name And they were whooping us. Funny. They were yeah. I think they're over in like by Beaver Creek. So, okay, yeah. I'm tech, um, I'm from Akron, so like I have the local uh, stuff down better up there than down here, if that makes any sense. But anyway, go on. Carol yeah. was roughhousing, and you had enough. Yeah, they were they were also whooping us like seven nothing at that point. So mm. it was in a scrimmage. I don't know why our coach uh, scheduled the scrimmage against a really good team. Try to demoralize yeah, we you guys. <laughs> yeah, we were losing. It was a Saturday afternoon, it was like 95 degrees out on turf. Oh, sucked. are you good at playing on turf, or is it like compare turf to regular? Turf to regular sucks. I hate turf. I agree. So yeah, I'd turf rather it just play goes on too. Quick. Really natural grass. Mm, yeah. Yes. Okay. Anyway, but, so uh, I keep interrupting it was, you. It was, yeah, it was at all. It was at a uh, Carroll, their home stadium. So they were, they were like messing around and stuff. So. I we a lot of us were kind of like upset and like had enough of it, so I was being aggressive and there was a ball down by their goal. One of them, one of the few opportunities that we had, 
and I slide tackled like to try to save the ball from going out of bounds but the kid was right there so I kind of like slide tackled the kid his leg to the ball uh yeah from behind yes and he went down he went down and got up and was like tried to punch me and I don't remember what happened he punched like he came at me and like tried to punch me or something and I like jumped out of the way or something and then we're like we were like started pushing each other and then I had already gotten a yellow card for that game for something pushing someone in the back on the header or something mm-hmm. I don't know but yeah but since you yeah, slide tackled him from behind <laughs> yeah Eh, do we it. both got sent off though. He got he got a, he got a straight red, and then I got a yellow. So. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I guess he threw he threw a punch. So, no, yeah. I get that. It, you can get a little feisty out there. You gotta sometimes you gotta oh, yeah. put up a fight if you want to survive. That's for sure. And, I uh, missed I, I miss that part. Yeah, that's I I agree. Yeah, I kind of miss the uh, the intensity. Uh, track and field is like it has its intensity, and I mean I guess I'm done with that too. I mean I'm just. I'm just at work these days, but uh, track and field uh, has its intensity, but it's a different type of intensity. I mean, you're really, yeah. I mean, the biggest thing in your race is, oh, you're going to run, you're going to feel like crap, throw up. But, I mean, in like a soccer game, I mean, you could get clobbered. You could get, I mean, a lot of stuff, a lot of nasty stuff can happen out there, especially if you, especially depending on the team. Uh, I know Cedarville's team is more gentle, if you will, than other teams. Uh, but I mean, you get yeah. some of those other rougher teams out there. I mean, you you got to brace yourself for a fight because some teams they come to play dirty, and you got to be ready to play dirty back, especially if the ref isn't calling it as it is. Yeah, so, yeah, I get that. So, did you have any like pregame rituals you had on your team, or anything like that, or any fun um, things like that? I don't know. Uh, we before each game, we'd always do the Lord's Prayer before. Um, you go to a private school? Not because, no, not because we were a uh, Christian school or a private school. It was just because uh, like 90% of our team was Hispanic, so they were all Catholic. Oh, so. gotcha. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, all right. Um, well, did your coach have any specific philosophy behind team chemistry? Or I don't know if there's any like moral lessons you took away from your time on the soccer team that – like if you're in a group setting or a team setting or a leadership setting that you took away from that and you use to this day? He was, he was really big on chemistry. He had, he had, uh, there was a lot of things that he had us do to bounce, to, uh, get chemistry together. There was one practice. I remember the whole practice we played football. Like he had a football and brought it. And there's a bunch of Hispanic kids running around. You don't know how to even touch a ball. Uh-huh. It was funny. Just it was it was really cool. Like just because he wanted us to have better chemistry together. Like we still would line up like how we how we would for soccer for soccer like in our positions and stuff. But they wouldn't just play football. So, mm. but it was yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I know that's awesome. Yeah, I even think of because I played in high school as well. Like my coach was big on uh, team, like being a team. Uh, obviously, you know you are a team, but uh, soccer. There's always a kind of that stigma of well, some teams, it's like you have that one or two people who are really good that they always pass the ball to, and they rely on those one or two people to score all the goals, and then the others are just kind of there, ball hogs, if you will, uh, and just kind of building up the pass to everyone. Everybody's a part of the unit, uh, just kind yeah. of stuff like that that has been big for me as I go on in my career. 
uh, because to me it's like, yeah, if you rely on one or two people, like if you take those two out, the rest of the unit will fall. As the as the saying goes, strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. So um, definitely kind yeah. of making everyone shepherds. So that's good. Um, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. The coach seems to have some wisdom behind that. Uh, so I guess you also did some theater. I know we had talked earlier about uh, some stuff you did. You mentioned you were uh, in Cat in the Hat. Uh, you mentioned Fiddler, which kind of really kind of struck at me a bit because I did Fiddler my senior year of high school as well. Believe it or not, I did some plays as well. Uh, really enjoy theater. It's kind of a nice, fun way to, I don't know, they call it drama, and there is a lot of drama that's involved, but I don't know, it's just kind of fun. Oh, yeah. The practices, there's a lot of unique people <laughs> there. That's always a good time. Yeah. Uh, I guess, which... which I definitely want to talk a bit about Fiddler, but uh, do you want to talk about uh, like Cat in the Hat or anything like that or anything unique about those? Um, so like I guess coming into Cat in the Hat, it was my my junior year of high school. So uh-huh. in the years before, I never really pushed for like a, a main role. I didn't sure. really want that. I was just kind of like there for to hang out with friends and stuff. Yeah. Like sure, being the musical, but like it was it was. Like that week of production was serious, but before that, it was kind of just like yeah. <laughs> everything gets that. done during Tech Week, like the week of the play. Yeah. that's when everything gets done. <laughs> everything else is just like, eh. <laughs> so no, believe yeah. like dress rehearsal. Yeah, no. Anyway, yeah. go on, go on. <laughs> but yeah, um, and then that year I, I tried out, and I was like, I might as well try out. And then I got the role, and I was like, wow. So, I, I was, I, I guess I was expected it to be like what it was but it was a lot easier than i thought it would be to like learn my lines and stuff so i had a lot of lines so like but um um, but i'm what i don't know i don't remember what i was gonna say oh dang it i'm sorry sometimes i'll like cut in to like add on to something and then i'll wind up cutting people off on what they're about to say so i just jumped the gun on that one um so as the lead role were there certain responsibilities that you had prior to besides knowing more lines besides being more on the stage would you say you had additional responsibilities on top of that that you weren't expecting um the biggest thing that i didn't really really realize is like when you're a main role like the rest of the cast looks up to you a lot mm-hmm. so especially the younger kids who like the underclassmen yep a lot of them were like like i don't know what the word is I, not like admire idolize but like admire <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but um, a golden calf version of stephen mattingly yeah no all right anyway go on um but yeah it's it's it was a uh, cool like just get to hang out with them and like show that i care about them and not just be like yeah i'm a main role i can do what i want and i'm like too <laughs> yes. cool for you guys or something but abuse your power (laughs) yeah so yeah i didn't really expect that to happen but that was something Mm -hmm. unexpected that i enjoyed oh yeah no i mean i was i was never a lead role or anywhere close to it but i definitely have noticed that whenever people are lead roles especially the younger people because i mean you think about the lead role has the most exposure to the audience it's the role most people tend to want even if they don't deserve it like i remember I want to say I once heard like I was in a show once and there was like the the lead role was a male role and there was a female that a, a 
like audition for the show and they're like oh you know they'll give out a paper like what roles do you want and on the paper they put i want the lead role and it's like uh you you do realize the the lead role is a man so it's just like crazy how much people want it that's like oh yeah i guess i meant the lead female role question mark (laughs) uh so it's definitely a role people aspire to have which i mean that's how it goes i mean it has the most prestige, the most responsibility, but it has the most prestige behind it. Um, how about uh, your senior year? You did uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Would you consider that a step down or a step somewhere? I don't know. Because you said you were a model, right? The model Camsoil, the tailor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, senior year, I, I I was not as invested, I would say, in the musical. Um, That's fair. Personally, like, I, I was more focused on track. Um, uh-huh. cause I mean, they're going on at the same time. So, uh-huh. yeah. um, yes, they are, but I, I tried out for Tevia and I, I was hoping to get it, but then looking back, I'm glad I didn't get it. Cause there's so many lines that you oh, have yeah. out, yes. of, out of, out of all musicals is probably the most in anything. Yes. Yes. So many. So I'm glad I didn't get that. And the person who got it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he, he was, he played, the Beast and Beauty and the Beast, and uh, he was Horton in uh, musical. So that gotcha. was. Um, I'm I'm glad that I didn't get that just because it it would it was a lot. And yeah, looking back, model was <clears throat> sorry. Um, looking back, model was probably the best uh, fit for me because I mean it was a it was a lead role, but it was still not like over the top. Like I didn't have to learn a lot of stuff. So oh yeah. Well, a model. I mean, so it, yeah. I mean, you got you got a song. I think "Miracle of Miracles," right? You got your song. You get to mm-hmm. you get to get some lines. Uh, you get to stand up for yourself. I mean, even a poor tailor is entitled to some happiness. So, I mean, you got that. Uh, but it also wasn't like too too much, if that makes sense. So you could still do other things because yeah. whenever you're the lead, you, I mean, as I with bigger prestige comes more responsibility and investment. So you definitely could invest more in your track and all that. So, yeah, for for me, whenever I was in the play, uh, I didn't start theater until I was a senior in high school. Uh, honestly, I just I just did it because my friends did it. And I was like, well, it's my senior year. Why not? Before then, um, I still remember years ago, the, the director once asked me, I think it was I was a freshman in high school, and she asked me, hey, uh, can you uh, come and help? Uh, do the spotlight for one of the plays and I told him I have better things to do so obviously there's been a bit of development in my life uh, coming from that yeah I was not a, I, I guess I'm definitely a little nicer now than I was then and you know still a little rough around the edges still still punching walls but you know that you know come a long way but anyway um, uh, just kind of with theater it just wasn't my thing, and then some of my friends did. Heck, even I did. I don't know if you did choir in high school or if you did any band or anything like that. Did you do any of that stuff? Yeah, I did choir too. That was kind of went along with musical. Oh, we you just, did. Okay. Like, would do the songs. Right yeah. There, so. Excellent. Yeah. So I remember I didn't do choir until my junior year because my friends were doing it, uh, and I still remember to this day. It was my senior year. I was going. I went to my did my first play. It was Cheaper by the Dozen. It was the fall production, and I was. In that play, I was the there. Was, I don't know if you've ever seen the play Cheaper by the Dozen. It's nothing like the the movie, but uh, I don't know. Have you seen that one before? I haven't. No. Okay, that's fine. That's totally fine. So in the play, 
for both of the plays I was in for Cheaper by the Dozen and Fiddler were both very small roles. I'd go on the stage, talk a little bit, then leave. Like to me, that was a perfect role because I was there enough to hang out with my friends, but I was also like the stage manager, whatever that meant. But in other words, I was just I just got to go help out, do a few lines, and then go enjoy my life. So that was nice. Uh, but for Cheaper, I was the doctor who came in and told the dad, like, because the dad, spoiler, dies in the end from a certain disease, I don't remember. But I was a doctor that came in and was like, hey, man, you're basically going to die. And my twin brother was the, like, the eldest son who would do uh, the uh, uh, narrating. And while I was telling the dad that he was going to die, like, walking out of the house, we both exchanged a look like, what? Like, basically... Did, did, did this guy, like, is this guy really my dad? Like, did he have an affair with the mom and that's why I'm here or something? Anyway, it was just kind of like a small <laughs> little funny thing. Um, but, yeah, with Fiddler, like, being, I was the the constable, so just kind of like a small role. So uh, I don't know if yours was a fantastic one. I mean, probably not as good as me, obviously, but, you know, definitely, uh, or actually probably a lot better. But, you know, I don't know. I haven't, I never saw your show, so I'm sure it was fantastic um but yeah any any fun backstage stories you got for us or because there's there's a lot that goes on behind the stage i know so oh gosh uh so many uh something just came up on my memories the other day on snapchat from it um there was one time there was a uh i don't remember why so in the dressing room it was this room but it had like exposed rafters in it uh-huh. I don't know what, like, the, the idea of it was. It was probably, like, a, I don't know, probably, like, a nine-foot ceiling, ten-foot ceiling. But uh, some some kid, like, a bunch of kids, actually, would put these, like, tables up, and they'd stand on them, and they'd climb up in the rafters, and they'd just, <laughs> oh, like, no. hang out up there. Okay. And they were, like, two-by-fours. Two by uh-huh. And I have a memory of it, and it was it was crazy some kids jumping down onto this couch and like WWE and <laughs> wall, wall dress rehearsals are going on. You just yes. hear screams from the locker room. Could they There's hear you the on stage? Oh, definitely. Probably. Oh, that's great. But yeah, it, but yeah, they, they weren't very enthused about that, but no, not bad. Yeah. It was, yeah. So oh, that's tons funny. of stories about that. Some I can't go into, but sure. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Uh, Fun experience. Yeah, sure. I guess since we're exchanging war stories, the one that comes to mind for me, Fiddler as well, uh, nothing too like eccentric with moving around. I'm sure there's a lot that if I thought about, I'd be like, oh yeah, like I sure if I saw someone from the play, I could talk to them for hours. But um, from what I remember right now, because you were model, so it makes me think of one. Uh, literally, I think it was uh, opening night. I was backstage, and the guy playing model Cam Zoyal, his name is Caleb Smith, episode 28, uh, if you ever listened to that one, him and his wife I interviewed then. Uh, he was our model, um, and I was backstage with a really good friend of mine, uh, so good that I call him, his last name is Tummel, but I call him Trummel because he's, you know, trouble and you know, that's his name. But anyway, uh, and while this guy was performing, he just like whispers in my ear. He's like, what a, f-. and I was like, I like lost it back then. It was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I made sure to tell him once I saw him. I was like, you should have heard what this one guy said about you. Not Nothing big, you know, but just like little things like that. I remember years later and there's, 
there's so many other things that you, you and I could probably talk for hours on, like, oh, little drama stories. Like, oh, my gosh, I remember this. That's just the f- to me, that's the fun thing with theater. Like, there's a lot that goes on the yeah. stage, but to me, the real fun is behind the stage of what are all these drama-filled people doing backstage. <laughs> oh, gosh, there's, there's such a big, big group of people, like, so many different types of people. Like, Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy how many how much stuff goes on especially mm-hmm. with gotcha. people. So. Are you still planning on doing maybe some theater in the future? I mean, obviously if you do, you probably wait a few years, but maybe once you graduate. Yeah, I thought about it, about it doing some, trying out for a play. Um, I don't know with, with track, it's just a lot. With oh yeah. Too, so. No, but I totally get that. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully in the future I can do yeah. some. So that'd be fun. Yeah. As the saying goes, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. So it's definitely good to focus on what you have in this stage of life. Then once you get into the next stage, you can focus on other things. So I totally get that. All right. Uh, We've been talking for a while. There's still one thing I want to talk about. Uh, Actually, that biology paper we wrote. I never talked to you really about this. Like, did you remember that? Like, I don't know. Like, to me, I remember writing this paper. Oh, God. Do you remember anything about? Because I was before this, I was looking stuff up on it, and like reading your paper again and all that. Because you know why not? So. Oh gosh, I don't know I, how. What it was, it it was probably terrible. It was a rough was time, a but it was all a rough time. But is anything you'd like to? Because I feel like you you were the one that mentioned it to the Reinhards, who then mentioned it to me, right? Because you remember that I was in there, so. Right. The right. only reason the only reason I remember that you were in there is because. Your profile picture on Moodle was of you running track. So I was uh, like, oh, this guy runs track. So I might know him, but then he's like, oh, he's a senior, so I won't, I won't probably know him. So you freaking um, stalked me? I didn't, I didn't stalk you. I just saw that your picture was that. Oh, so. gotcha. But, um, yeah. And then, and then I don't remember anything about that final paper we wrote. I don't remember what grade we got. I think That's I got an A in the class, so. Yeah, I think we I all did. Good, yeah, no, I was <laughs> researching. Because, I mean, I just thought that was funny how – I don't know, I just this obscure paper I wrote and then random grading thing. And then a year later, I'm hearing, hey, actually, this one guy that's on the track team right now, he was in the, the same group. And I was like, wait, what, really? And then I went back onto Moodle. Yeah, I still have access to Moodle. I can't really do anything on it. But I can look through old stuff on there. I was like, Stephen Mattingly. I was like, you got to be freaking kidding me. I would have never guessed that in a million years. Um, The paper, let me look. I have it pulled up instructions it was a five to seven paper uh addressing the following uh, one describe how the issues of origins relates to a christian worldview including an explanation of the relative importance or the lack of relevance of the issue of origins to a christian worldview benefits of cedarville everything's you gotta have your christian message with it uh from what you have learned about the evolutionary mechanisms such as genetic drift natural selection population changes blah 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 blah, blah, blah life as we know it and describe the impact of your beliefs regarding origins on your view of humanity stewardship and bioethics did you get all that because i sure didn't um i remember that paper though i remember it now yeah, looking it, back at it well what's Research funny paper final draft yeah well it was five to seven pages and i mean for me i uh i definitely have uh, through four years of college, you kind of learn how to spread things out a bit more than whenever you're a senior in high school. And what got me, I was reading through yours last night. It actually got me pretty good, Stephen. Uh, I was uh, looking at your spacing, 
and so page technically page <laughs> three. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> oh, I, I'm looking at the paper right now. <laughs> okay, so you got to pull it up. Excellent. So bottom of page three, technically it's your first page. There is an extra space on the bottom of the paper that goes into page four too. So basically, last line of text, empty line, next page. So I was like, <laughs> this kid, he literally, he spaced an extra, I don't know if you did it on purpose, but basically you did an extra space <laughs> so you could drag your paper out, like stealthfully drag your paper out one more page. I was like, look at this guy. Like he's he's pulling every trick in the book to get to this mark. <laughs> I don't know if you meant to do that, but it just got me pretty good. I, I It got me, I, I laughed pretty hard last night when I noticed. Well, it was five to seven pages and I'm, got seven pages i think i mean technically i mean so i mean well let's i don't know why i wrote seven if it was only five what's required why does that write seven well the reason you have seven on here is because two of those pages is your annotated bibliography so really in a sense it was five and heck one is your title page two is your abstract so essentially one two three your paper was essentially only three pages long when you really think about it what grade did I get on this thing? I don't know. I, just, I know I, the comments I left. Well, I remember, okay, so I don't remember a oh, whole. Yeah. I remember you commenting on my paper and saying something. Yeah. I don't d- remember. How do I look at this? Go I, go to I Moodle. You know how to go to Moodle? Yeah. Do you need, do you need yeah, me to yeah. send you a link? I'm on I'm on Moodle, Moodle okay, now. Okay, just just log in normally and then find the class because mm-hmm. you can still access it. Like, And for those who still yeah. attend Cedarville and – you can still get on I'm in Moodle. the class. Where do I go? Okay. So it's module, in Module Research Paper Fun and Draft. Go to Module 12, Human Nutrition. I have it pulled up right here. That's why I'm able to direct you as thoroughly as I can. So Human Nutrition and module then Research 12. Paper Rough Draft Forum. Uh, Wade Kaiser. Zach uh, Muir. Yeah. Muir. A solid man. He's from New Zealand, so, but... I've only talked to him a few times, but he's a solid dude. Bro. After reading over your paper, I would have to second what Mr. Muir says. The first don't don't you like it how I say like Mr.? Me. I'm just saying. That, that was pretty classy of me. I was sorry. I was a bit, I was playing Red Dead Redemption 2 at the time, and they call everybody Mr. and Miss and Mrs. So I think I was in that <laughs> habit. And I was like, I'm going to seem more sophisticated because why not? I was like, I'm never going to meet these people anyway. Well, lo and behold, here we are. <laughs> and I met Zach later on. He's like, you were my biologist. Like, wait, what? I never thought I'd meet you people. But anyway, go on, go on. You're like, the second thing you need to do is expand the length of the paper. Now that you've written this paper the first time, it should be easier to expound upon the structure you've already established. Which is true. I'm just saying, like your paper yeah, I read, yeah. I was like, this is so hecka short. But once you read it the first time, <laughs> And then Zach, I gave like a long thing. I was like, eh, if this other guy wants to read it, he can. But after like reading his, I was like, I don't even remember, but his was a lot longer than yours. And yours was like, eh, he probably just quickly wrote this. So, and I, I wrote his first. I was like, I'm a senior in college. I got better things to do than spend 10 years on certain things. So, but yeah, I just thought that was funny. I was like, wait, this kid, I was in this random online class with so so i guess i was your og online classmate um, oh yeah chance 
I don't even know how to go to grades on here. How do I go grades? To grades? Oh. Oh, there we go. There we go. Grades. Okay. I was like, let me show you. Let's but see what grade I got on this. Let's see what grade I got on this paper. Oh, shoot, what did I get on it? G bio. I'm kind of nervous. Oh, I have to log back in. Where does I have it on? Oh wait, here we go. Change my Struggle responses. Research papers. Did you get an A? Oh, final paper. Research paper, final draft, 100%. 97.86. All right, let me see what my grade was. You probably got a better grade than me, but let's see. Uh, Final paper. Oh, look at that. Oh, wait, what did you get on that paper, final draft? 97.86. So did I. Did these people even read the paper? I literally got the same exact <laughs> paper. I mean, no offense, but... I mean, did these people even read it? <laughs> Whatever. It, it was an A. Is there any... There's no, like, submission comments on it at all. No, they didn't even read it. Gosh, what killed me? I got a B what did I not get points on, though? Oh, there it is. Okay, I was like, how did I... But, yeah. These labs. These freaking labs. I hated them. I also hate science classes in general. Like... The fact that I was taking this as a senior, if that didn't say anything to you, I don't know what will. Uh, but Which labs were it? Was it? Oh, gosh. The Strobel? All of them. The Strobel oh, response, I think, were The bad. Strobel response wasn't too bad. I, I actually, I got I got up to fall break, and then I just quickly finished those. But the uh, the labs, I had to go online and do all that. Ugh. Like the notebook oh, yeah, I did Oh, yeah, I remember those. Those sucked so bad. It was like uh, that online lab thing. Oh, the one where you had to catch fish months. was the worst. That was the stupidest thing ever. Dude. I was like, what is the point of this? What am I learning from this? Nothing. It's. Let me tell you. So Gen Ed, Stephen. Let me tell you something. Freaking Gen Eds are a freaking scam. You know, I'm telling you, undergrad, like whenever you're focused on your major, okay, I can make a good point. But Gen Eds biology i'm a senior business major i don't need this shit, all right like biology I, I i i mean if i was a sciencey major if i was a biology major oh fan freaking tastic i'm all for it but i don't know i don't think you've heard my rant on gen eds before so let me, that that's just part of it so it's just a scam so the the colleges can make more money off of us well yeah. Anyway, that that's all I got. If if you'd like to hear my other rants, I can tell you about them if you'd like to hear. But that's all I got. Okay. Well, that's all I got, Stephen, on general content. Uh, let's let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. I like to wrap up with what I call a capstone question. Uh, this is just hopefully to embody kind of what we talked about today and just kind of a fun question to cap it off. So. Here's my question for you. What is the legacy this past year has had on you, and what kind of legacy would you like to leave once your time at CU is over? How do you plan to prepare for that? I think the legacy this year has been, from my view, um, so I, I'm off campus, so I don't really, I don't have roommates, um, like many roommates, and I don't know like people in, in a hall, especially, so... Um, the track team was a big part of, like, my campus life, I guess. So um, the legacy that 
that I've um, experienced this year has just been, um, like I said before, when I was talking about seniors, um, the the great example that they've set. Um, uh, firstly, just like following following God first of all in everything that we're doing. We're we're competing, yes, but uh, overall we're competing ultimately for God. So um, that's a big big legacy. I think that they, I mean, everyone at Cedarville should should follow that. But um, they it was really stressed. Um, and what was the other part? It was what is what the what kind of legacy? Yeah, what kind of legacy would you like to leave once your time at Cedarville is over, and how do you plan on preparing for that for in the days to come? Um, I mean, I I definitely hope to follow in the footsteps of the seniors and the upperclassmen who who are who are um, leading the team well. I think a big thing that I've experienced this year um, that a lot of people voiced on that wasn't as big and the other years is the integration of the um, cross team and the track team together. Um, they're kind of like separate teams, but during track, it's like we're all one team. So this year, especially, we started like um, spending more time together as a team. Um, and I, I'd like to just keep, keep that going um, and keep that because it's nice to have the one big group, um, especially because there's a lot of good guys and girls on the cross team. So, um, hmm. uh, and just to be one in the team together. And um, how to prepare for that? Um, I guess building relationships with people generally. Um, it's it's tough building relationships with people that you don't know, especially hmm. when they already are in their own group. Um, especially the cross team, it was it was tough at first, but um once you once you start, it's I mean I've benefited a lot from a lot of the guys on the cross team and uh, especially and a lot of guys on the track team. So getting to know pe- people, um, especially the freshmen coming in next year, yes, um, that'll be good, and um, just try to try to keep keep on pushing everyone to uh, do their best. Sounds good to me. Well, thank you, Stephen. I like I like what I hear here. Definitely, kind of hearing where the team's at, where you guys are going. It definitely uh, I enjoy hearing that. Uh, looking at our discussion today, or just kind of life in general, really, Stephen. Uh, if you have one final piece of advice you'd like to share with our audience today, what would that be? I think, especially in this time right now, um, we're going through this pandemic. Uh, I guess it's really hard to. Um, to keep motivation up and like really just sit on the couch and watch Netflix or whatever. Um, but I think it's really, I'm, I mean, I've felt it a lot, the urge to just, just why, why, what's the point of, what's the point of keep, to keep training? What's the point when I'm not going to have a season? But um, I think, I think the main thing when you think about it is, I mean, we, we will have a future um, in running. It doesn't end with running. So, or it's not going to stop when you graduate. You're going to keep keep on um, having, you're, you're going to keep on and you're not going to, you're not going to stop when you graduate. So I think the main thing is just to keep, keep uh, putting in the effort, keep putting in the work and um, 
it'll pay off um, eventually. And if, if you're training right now, if you're putting in the, the hours and putting in the miles and putting in the workouts, putting, putting on the, the, uh, putting, hitting the weights and you're going to see gains. And a lot of people right now, especially are probably slacking off. Like, like uh, I was saying, and a lot of people are motivation is low and people are kind of, kind of not depressed, but I guess a little bit upset that their season is over. So, yeah, people are are slacking off a little bit. So, if you're putting in that work, you're gonna you're gonna see gains, and you're gonna you're gonna stand out from from the crowds. Um, once once you start racing, and once once the uh, season next season starts or cross starts or whenever. So, mm. just keep on keep on pushing through, and keep on having a good attitude. And realize, and, and again, remember that you're not. It's not we're not racing for our own glory and we're not racing for to get the glory from other people to get recognized for ultimately racing for for a higher authority so gotcha yeah so basically to try to summarize that uh keep your uh perspective in the future don't get caught up so much in the present that you forget to work hard now so that whenever the future comes you will actually be prepared uh whether that be for your own sake or uh, kind of paying back in a sense what's due to the Lord because he gave you the ability to actually work hard in the first place, right? Is that kind of kind of narrowed down? Yeah, maybe? yeah. Look at that. All right. Sounds good, Stephen. Uh, do you have any additional shout-outs to anybody in particular uh, before we wrap this thing up? Any uh, thanks or shout-outs? Uh, just a big thanks to the team and everything, everyone at Cedarville who uh, I know and everyone who uh, supports me, so big shout out to uh the team and hopefully we can uh yeah for our next season so all right sounds good well thank you steven it's been a great discussion today i don't know if you got more or less out of this than what you bargained for but i certainly enjoyed our talk today and thank you uh nice audience for tuning in today it was great having you along and well like always have a nice day